Hello, my name's Heather, and this is my posh boyfriend, Max. Hello. And this is our podcast, Posh Things My Boyfriend Says. Hello and welcome to episode seven. Episode uh, seven? Yeah, it's, it's really coming on. flying by, Since aren't they? our last episode, we've hit 500 listens. That's very, that's very exciting. It's very exciting. And um, we haven't really been keeping track of our followers on Twitter and Instagram uh, that's competition. A, that's a compl- oh, but, I was going to say, that's a complete lie because you update me daily whenever we get a new follower <laughs> yeah but you've not been telling me about the instagram followers but guys you know for all of you following us and especially to everyone who has been listening and contributed to that 500 thank you so much yeah, uh, genuinely, really yeah lovely. massively appreciate it and um uh yeah hope you've been enjoying it so here's episode seven um as you know we like to keep track of the media what's going on out there we've had a know. leisurely sort of week getting into the rhythm yeah, of long uh, bank lockdown. holiday weekend mm. to um to really you know comb over things uh and as we observed before with catlin moran's piece in the times magazine you can't get away from this stuff last week was fashion week uh, not quite as illustrious yet as like Paris or London Fashion Week, but we're getting there. Um, but but this weekend, um, and any of our Twitter followers or Instagram followers will be able to see this because we posted it up <laughs> in the Telegraph magazine. Our eye was caught by the stunning red trousers <laughs> and blue shirt combo of Michael Portillo, resplendent on page 29 i mean we could not um, have asked for a better, better example, example. <laughs> exactly and he left a few tips um and before we get into the real meat of this episode we thought we'd share them with all of you Absolutely. just in case you know you wanted a few more pointers on how to uh, dress posh or you know um improve your wardrobe for this <laughs> summer that's around the corner tip number one the chinos which as you can see in the picture uh, if you've got us on Twitter or Instagram, are bright red. I mean, the reddest of red. <laughs> they jump when, off the They're page. not even, if it's even possible, they're brighter than postbox red. Yeah, which is which is pretty amazing. Bordering on neon. The, um, the guidance or the tip is this. Summer slacks are ripe for a colourful update, <laughs> though only extroverts should attempt salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I obviously let's just clarify literally nobody should ever attempt salmon, salmon chinos well uh, if anybody has an example of somebody who looks great in salmon chinos let us know send it in apparently I it's for extroverts it. only so that narrows the field tip number two the accessories portillo would add a pistachio or lilac blazer <laughs> to this look not repeat not in italics for everyone so I quite like how two of his tips relate very specifically to him not being for everyone. Um, there's a certain exclusivity, I feel, to his take on fashion <laughs> that, I, that I think is pretty fun. I think it's, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts, it. darling, on a pistachio or lilac blazer? I mean, lilac, I'm not, you know, not averse to. Sure. I like a bit of lilac. It's very this season. Do you think they'd be set off well with those vibrant red Absolutely trousers? Absolutely not. He's wearing... <laughs> he looks like a Union Jack. Uh, well, maybe that's what he's going for. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, he's, he's sticking with the red, white and blue theme because the third tip, the shirt, says this. Intense shades of blue from sky to cornflower 
are an easy way to boost your wardrobe. What's cornflower blue? A cornflower's blue? Is that even a thing? Yes. Is yeah. it? Yeah, it's, right. it's literally a thing. All right, well, we're not going to do horticulture <laughs> this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, there you go. So, so no mention of the belt. No mention of the belt. I wonder he's if not... Michael Portello knows about the belt. Well, he, I'm, I'm sure we that he's him? seen it in, on his compatriots. But um, yeah, he just <laughs> looks to be wearing like a sort of slim black leather number there. Uh, anyway, we thought that that would entertain uh, you and inform, which is Amazing. always our mission. Let's just know. also note that this was in the Telegraph magazine. So he's already, you know, sectioning, you know, targeting, should a I say, a, a certain audience. Yeah. Well, maybe we should do newspapers and the media one week. Oh, that's a good idea. But that's not what we're going to speak about this week. It's this not. week, as we were just discussing, that's relevant to your summer wardrobe. People, obviously, their minds are going ahead now to maybe easing the lockdown, getting out and about. But there's quite a lot of chatter about the fact that we're, you know, where are we going to holiday this summer? Uh, Not you and I, uh, but, you know, general public. Where where are we going to to holiday this summer? Mm. Big staycation boom. Yeah, and that might be the the big thing. And we mentioned last episode that holidays might yet be one more area, arena, Mm. for the Posh Not Posh divide to emerge. Um, Because you mentioned the Costa del Sol. I did. Opening question for me. Uh, Have you been on holiday there a lot? Is that like a regular thing? Several times (laughs) as a child. (laughs) In fact, my my, um, nana and granddad used to do three months in the winter in Benidorm. Truth. So I would usually go and go and visit them. Well, yeah, sure. they were there. So what did they rent a house there? Yeah, so they'd rent a very very small flat Mm. on the edge of um, Benidorm. And they used to go there every winter. Well, because they used to go there, they started going there initially because they were golden oldies, air tours reps. Oh, wow. So I've actually got a picture of my nana and granddad um, in the air tours magazine with my granddad playing bowls on the beach in (laughs) Benidorm. That is amazing. He's got a magnificent comb over. It's just like picture of sort of 80s great holidays if you're sort yeah. of over 50. That well, does sound great. Bit yeah. of bowls, lovely. Bit of bowls on the so beach. then, so follow-up question, why Costa del Sol and Benidorm? Do you know sort of why they liked it or why your family went there so much? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I think there's definitely this sort of trope that a lot of Spanish holiday destinations sort of became a bit like Blackpool, mm. but in Spain. Right places where you could go and get english breakfast and go to a water park or whatever it was you know spend your time i mean it sounds lovely on the beach yeah like great why why wouldn't you want a full english when it's 25 degrees outside (laughs) Uh, to be fair i'd have it anytime um but yeah so i you know i don't know why it initially kind of established itself there but certainly along the sort of south coast of spain um there's just it's just a very popular holiday destination for for english people but then that's led to some stuff like the tv show benedorm yes i've which never is seen am- amazing is it so i'm is, gonna have to show you is this. that sort of taking the piss out of the people who go there definitely um you know and it's really interesting because if you watch it and you've been and you've been on holiday there it's funny because it's true and it's observational humor right. although sort of you know um taken to farce a little bit yeah 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 whereas i think there's quite a lot of people who use it as a sneering 
Oh, oh God, so isn't that tacky and awful? Um, whereas actually it's just, you know, that's what family holidays look like for yeah. millions of people in this country. If you're lucky enough to be able to go on a, a, a holiday abroad. Yeah. Um, and that's just what it looks like. You know, it's a it's a package holiday in um, a, a resort, you know, with a pool and all inclusive. If you're lucky and you have a band and it's all you can drink and you have beers at 10 o'clock in the morning. See, Don't I don't think that's a working class thing necessarily, by the way. It's just like a like that's how a lot of people have their holidays. Well, that's really that. interesting that you say it's not really a working class thing because number one, I I think that there's lots of people who would genuinely use the phrase, I wouldn't be seen dead or something, mm. going somewhere like Benedict yeah, or Costel Sol. But oh, also, just snobs, uh, that's what? <laughs> just snobs though. Yeah, well, no, I'm not denying that, not denying that. But um, uh, you also mentioned something that the package holiday. Yeah. I think this is really interesting. I've got a really ill-conceived and totally not thought out at all theory which is that um, that's one of the places you can draw a bit of a dividing line. Mm. I don't think that like upper middle class or m- maybe even middle class people would, would book a package holiday. I don't know if that's completely way off, but I don't I think don't I've know. ever known anyone or their family to book one. Well, um, the, whole, the whole history with package holidays is that, you know, it made holidays more accessible for people it took mm. you know travel agency took the work out of understanding foreign places yeah so i think the whole package holiday is a thing we're moving past a little bit as a society with airbnb sure. and you know expedia and all of that sort of stuff mm. um coming up but then you've got the likes of kuoni and you know air tours was always you know quite a you know posh fancy sort of um, package holiday thing. There's Kuoni, okay. you can't buy a holiday with them. It's a package holiday most of the time uh-huh. for less than like four grand or something. I see. So there's people who've gone completely the other way with it that yeah. are like super fancy. Super hyper luxury. Mm. But yeah, you're probably right. Maybe the uber wealthy obviously wouldn't bother going through a travel agent like that onto a package holiday. Yeah. But I don't know about like middle class families. A lot of my f- friends from school Mm-mm. went to, I think it was like Euro camp or something in okay. France. And so they would drive down their, you know, 15 hour car journey with two screaming kids. Sounds like utter hell to me. Yeah, yeah. But they'd drive down there and they'd, um, you would either camp when you were there or you'd rent a sort of small chalet, a bit like center parks, but in mm, France. Mm. And there was lots of outdoor activity holidays. I always used to really want to go on, on one because, you know, my friends would come back aged 13 or 14 from, you know, having kissed a French boy. <laughs> Loads of Romantic great tryst. stories, yeah. I know. So, so exotic. Yeah. Mum would never let us go to France though because the weather was never going to be guaranteed to be good enough. Like Whereas if mum went on holiday, she Spain, wanted sun. sun yeah. And that's what you get in the Costa del Sol. You that's know, very clues, interesting. Clues in the name. So here's my question, I guess, as well, is do, you, do we think that um, different sort of classes maybe have different things that they value from a holiday? Ooh, I think that there might question. be a whole thing of like, ooh, I'm off to go and discover culture. Um, I don't know, is is there, like you said, Costa del Sol, definitely sunny. It's going to be familiar. They're going to speak some English. You're going to be able to get a cup of tea and, you know, an yeah. English breakfast and whatnot. You know what you're getting. I think the interesting thing about it, now I'm thinking it through, it's not a risk. So, right. you know, if you're putting, you're saving hard all year to be able to go on a holiday abroad. That's so And I do say abroad because... 
you know, we went on family holidays when I was younger and the son used to do these um, tokens that you could collect. Oh, yeah. And the holiday cost £10 or something and you could get a week in Devon at like Butlins or Pontins or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you saved up these tokens for a week. And we went on a few holidays like that. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, my family, a couple of years, that was our, that was that our was summer holiday. holiday. Yeah. So I think the whole the fact that it's a holiday abroad thing is really interesting mm. maybe we'll come back to this on the kind of staycation yeah, point yeah. um but yeah like you know if you're going to go away um and you get you know limited holiday or what have you you kind of want to know what it is that yeah. you're getting same reason people will go for pizza at pizza express because you know what you're getting that's really interesting you know and an alibi as well <laughs> we have um, a political podcast yeah. <laughs> i don't think that's a political point is it no probably not actually um, yeah. was it woking pizza express yeah something Amazing. Like yeah. um yeah so Airtight you know excuse. maybe that's why the po- package holiday is good you know exactly what you're getting yep. you're going to have a nice time in the sun yeah three or four star hotel got a pool kids can run themselves silly and yep. you know yep. have a good time you get to relax a little bit. You might go on some nice day trips to see some local stuff, but ultimately you're there not to work and to yeah. to relax. Yeah, and having the sun and, and everything locked in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or if you're like me, Benidorm is a very special place in Why my heart because it is the site of one of my life's greatest achievements. Oh, yeah. I, now you're in presence of greatness, Max. <laughs> I know it every day. I am. The Hotel Grand Benidorm 1999 line dancing champion. Bloody hell, that is pretty good. Presumably. Nine years old, <laughs> entered the hotel line dancing competition. Me and my nana. Aww. She taught me to line dance. That's great. And won the whole thing. Did she have to, like, did she know how to properly do it from her time working for the company and stuff? Yeah, I think so. And I, I seem to remember being really young. And being taken to like Western days or evenings, like events in the UK. What do you mean like my, American Western? Yeah, like American Western. Like sort of people would dress up. <laughs> and like like the barn dance. From yeah, Gavin basically, Stacey. but they'd go and line dance. I loved line dancing. I mean, that's amazing. Truly, in the it's presence great. of greatness. That I is. That, mm, I don't know if that beats my uh, darts and canal boating. I don't know. But There's you, something but you actually won a, like third party recognition with an award. I know oh, it was like. Uh, basically something that the entertainment team in the hotel had put on for a laugh but you know sight of sight of uh, a great triumph great triumph absolutely so yeah we've mentioned a couple of times staycations um staycations for the rest of this year at least look like they're going to be the massive thing do you think that we're going to see like a pretty um obvious divergence in uh, where people go and what they do based on class yeah. So, for example, I mean, there mm. must be heaps of people uh, in sort of what we call upper middle classes with second homes already. Yeah. And they'll be going off there and they'll be going places like Cornwall, I would mm. have thought. Um, or... The Cotswolds. Cotswolds, very mm. nice. Uh, snapping up big chunks of the Lake the lakes, District. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, whereas, uh, I don't know, you know, there's alternatives, like you said, Butlins. Yep. Get a bit of that. I don't know if they're still going, but certainly, <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> certainly. Maybe not Butlins. <laughs> Butlins was a really big thing. Like, so yeah, my no, granddad used either. to be, I think it was a red coat or a blue coat, can't remember, uh-huh. way back when. And you're, you, that's, 
that you were kind of certified as an entertainer if you made it because that's how everybody did their holidays sure. in yeah, the yeah, yeah. what like 50s yeah that, that feels Some, right something yeah. like that 50s yeah. 60s um yeah it's i, I mean we went on holiday because we're from the northwest mm. so we went on holiday quite a lot to north wales right and actually there's there's kind of towns in north wales right where the locals, you know, born and raised in Wales, mm, have Scouse mm. accents. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Because that is where people from the Northwest would go yeah, for, yeah, yeah. A, you know, a caravan holiday um, for a week. Um, like real and Prestatin and that kind of that kind of stuff, you know, okay. seaside seaside holidays. Same with Blackpool. I've got quite a big connection with Black, Blackpool because my auntie used to own an um, B&B. Oh, there. nice. In Blackpool. Um, yeah, in Blackpool on Central Pier. And so people still go there now. It sort of went through quite a... It's gone through quite a sad decline, really, yeah, in Blackpool, yeah. because it was a really booming holiday place. And sure. then it sort of became... Stags and Hindus would go there, and yeah. kind of still do sometimes. But then, you know, Ryanair, EasyJet, cheap mm-hmm. flights to go to Budapest and Everyone stuff, and, and a lot of that went. I mean, I, I read that the chapter or the section on it in that Pies and Prejudice book. Mm. And I think I remember saying to you as I finished it, like, bloody hell, Blackpool sounds grim. Yeah, and it's not, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast sponsored by the Tourism Board for Blackpool. Yeah, um, it's it's really not. It's, there's a lot of money being ploughed into it now. It was, you know, it did get really run down and dilapidated mm-hmm. for quite a long period. But there's beautiful parts of Blackpool in terms of, like, the winter gardens so, and so the So let ballroom. me ask you this. Um, if the, there, there are posh people up in the northwest, mm. obviously, but would they also go to Blackpool? No, don't think so. Yeah. You get a lot of people, um, a lot of kind of people from Glasgow will go on holiday yeah. there now because it's like four hours down the motorway. Yeah, I guess. that's always been a thing, a big mm. thing, isn't it? Yeah. As we just going. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that um, you sort of, you get a mix of people everywhere, but I do yeah, think that, that there's holidays that do break down along class lines a decent amount mm. um i think as it's become much more affordable uh that's been a bit less and less so like we spoke about skiing last week yeah you know if you're richer you probably used to go skiing and that was more of a like you know thing that you and all of your um peers would do whereas mm. that's more accessible because of cost but still i think location type of holiday like the, the things that you're trying to get out of it i still think that's you know a, a point of difference yeah along class lines in the uk definitely i mean i i i know my family would never have gone on holiday to scotland right you know to a nice um you know lockside lodge or something oh, like that dreamy. i mean it just sound amazing <laughs> but it's just not something not something we would have done we yeah. would have preferred to go to the seaside where there'll be a bit of sun and yeah. you know nice fresh air and all of that sort of stuff um yeah i do i do think the the kind of caravan holiday is definitely mm. um has always been a thing of the working working classes i think yeah very um, interesting yeah well look we probably missed a whole host of stuff there as we always do um but do please listeners let us know what your holidays experiences have been like mm. if you've been on holiday and go like bloody hell this is a really sort of raw place of what what we're doing or um, God, I wonder why we always go here and not there. Or if you've picked up on any of this uh, stuff that I think we observe as well. Um, 
but in the spirit of constantly missing stuff and needing to be reminded by our great <laughs> listeners of, <laughs> of actually so the key definitely. points, uh, it's time for a little bit of Come Again. Come Again? That's right, it's Come Again, where we revisit the sections, discussions, interesting things that we've uh, talked about in previous episodes and missed, obviously. Um, we talked about sport previously. We've had a nice couple of reminders. Heather, you had at least one, didn't you? People saying, what about this? I did, yes. Uh, one of our listeners, Ollie, official you, correspondent. Ollie. Oh, glorious. Although this isn't the correspondence section. I'm sorry, there's no jingle. We'll yeah. come back because it was a long piece of correspondence. <laughs> Many things Ollie. to engage with. Um, Ollie said, what about polo? You've missed the like obvious kind of posh yeah, sport. That's on us. We totally miss polo. Uh, yeah, and frequently it's, it's... sponsored by Verve Clico. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have actually been to a polo match. <laughs> yeah, that's better yeah. than me. I've never been. Yeah. Also, you know someone who plays polo cross. Yeah, but that's very interesting. Now, now my friend would be at great pains to point out that polo cross one is not the same as polo for for listeners who have never heard of the great sport of polo cross and it is an insane you. sport <laughs> yeah it's absolutely amazing it's it's lacrosse on horseback so you have people galloping it's like the wind mad. with a lacrosse stick in their hand picking up a ball and throwing it at <laughs> each other it's absolutely mad it's really really good sport to watch yeah um and there's like a very tight-knit kind of community community across the globe i think it started in australia yeah um but there's teams in ireland and um south africa and it's popular in the uk and stuff and i'm sure my friends would be at great pains to say that's the sort of sport i guess where of course there's money there because there's so much money that you have to plow into horses Mm -hmm. but when you're a properly dedicated horsey person all of your money goes goes into into horses so my friend will spend every weekend in the summer not going on holiday but camping in a field somewhere near rugby or whatever playing polo Polo cross with her friends and they have a good old knees up and like a big party at the end Um, and everybody's you know everybody's camping and some people with fancy horse boxes but the majority of people just love horses it sounds insane as a sport i have to say um well there you go we miss polo um sorry that's obviously posh as hell um it's almost so posh it wasn't worth mentioning it was so obvious yeah um but for all of the the classic hallmarks like it's very expensive to get into and it's very exclusive um and you tend to need things like memberships and dress Mm. codes and stuff like that but if you're ever trapped in a conversation with somebody that's trying to make you feel inadequate because you're not part of the polo club ask them if they know about polo cross and that will completely wrong foot them Absolutely. Um, so there's a little tip from us <laughs> um also i got uh, picked up by a listener um thank you very much for pointing this out listener um that i got it wrong on fives okay, i sort of made this confused comment about it's also known as eaten fives no 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 no, no. apparently fives is a thing at the school i went to and we had fives courts that's fine but then eaton fives is its very own game oh really apparently there's also winchester fives 
And oh, basically, the difference being, you know how I described how in Eastern Europe you have mad games with like ancient trees and walls yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's that they've just shoved loads of random stuff in there. So like you have sort of like a squash court apparently, but there's no back wall, and there's a couple of random like buttresses that stick out into the middle, and like a sort of shelf. Hang on, is this Winchester fives or Eaton fives? Uh, it, Eaton fives, but I think Winchester is similar, but has a different configuration of like random buttresses and stuff. So, so apparently, strange. they're all distinct things. So so, so is there because um, Eton and Winchester are both part of the kind of foundation schools, right. like seven schools or mm-hmm. something that were the fancies. first um, public. I say that in air quotes. Schools for yeah. um, people who don't know the history of why it's called a public school, it's because people used to be educated at home, right. and so when schools were kind of first established, they were public schools because you were being educated in, in public, public rather That's than really in private at home so i think prince charles um is the first uh, you know monarch in waiting mm. to be educated publicly as in with other people with other people That's so yeah interesting. super interesting but now those are all turned into private institutions Absolutely. that we call public schools yeah madness private schools that's really interesting i have to be honest i didn't know that so yeah so Um, i wonder if there's a different version of fives for each of these sort of very very old schools it's possible guys let us know but sorry for getting five slightly wrong you still (laughs) whack the ball with your hands but some of the older schools throw more weird stuff in the way (laughs) it's basically Um, the difference between uh uh, rugby league and rugby union (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh so thank you for all the corrections on that and keep sending them in because we always miss stuff and we never have enough time to cover everything um but we do just about have enough time (gasps) for everyone's favorite section or definitely mine it's time for correspondence 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 that's right, it's correspondence. You've been checking the channels. Have all of got, the channels. We've got the, an email, which is definitely mm. official correspondence. Oh, we love, we love an email. Absolutely love an email. This comes from uh, KP. Thank he says you, in KP. brackets, nicknames, never real names. Very mm. mysterious. Our anonymous listener. <laughs> and he says, yo, I'll do official channels. <laughs> Thanks very much. We appreciate that. That's why um, you get your jingle and your anonymous <laughs> name. <laughs> um... I find something in each episode that tickles me. Very pleased about that. That's very nice. Do either of you know pea fritters? Best pea dish in a chippy, battered mushy pea ball. I don't think I've ever seen that. I'd quite like to try it. Yeah, well, put that in the come again pile for food. Absolutely. But now I've never really come across one. Um, Yeah, very interesting. Anyway, that wasn't KP's main reason for writing. Oh, good. Okay. The main reason was he says that he's writing on the slob thing so i think this is in reference to the fashion episode Mm. um and he said one of his best mates after seeing him kp so much Mm. asked uh his best mate asked a private school um girlfriend why all public school boys dress so scruffily um she apparently told him it's because they just don't care Um, and the old clothes thing is funny he says I was on a Zoom call last Friday and they were taking the piss out of my tracky bums and thought it was hilarious when I showed that they still had the name tag in it. That's, so oh, they I've were at least 12 years that. old at this point, still going strong. <laughs> One lad on the call went round and found his old house football shirt and put that on. Amazing. Which really tickled me because yeah. I use a towel in our flat. 
it doesn't even have your name tag sewed in it. It has your brother's name tag sewed in it. And the letter that denotes his boarding house from school. absolutely Um, madness. I think you've even got a pair of nail scissors that has your name tag still wrapped (laughs) around it. Well, you know, why why get rid of, of good stuff, even if it is the threadbare towel? I don't know, because you barely take some water like, anymore. I, um, I mean, I dread to think where that towel has been now I think about it. It's absolutely don't, disgusting. Don't. Absolutely um, disgusting. There well, is um, something else I want to pick up on this, actually, uh, yeah, that, yeah. I, I, that I now remember that we missed off, more things that we missed off from oh, the fashion so episode. Yeah. Um, and that is two things. Max, here's a fun fact for you does not own a pair of jeans. In no fact, he owns them. no denim whatsoever, which when we first started dating, I've never heard of Be such away. a thing. Yeah, just don't need them. Utter madness. Yeah. And one of the best things that you've ever told me is that you, <laughs> up until last year, didn't know the difference between a dress and a skirt. It wasn't until last year. <laughs> it was, in, well, I think it was about five years ago. Anyway. how old were you five years ago? Yeah, I was definitely in like my <laughs> mid-twenties. <laughs> Uh, again, just it was never, you know, I don't know why I would know that. Well, just hadn't do you want to have a go at explaining the difference now? Well, I think now, so a dress is like an all-in-one. It's top and bottom. Skirt's just Very the bottom good. bit. That's exactly it's it. It's the bottom thrilly Simple thing. as anything. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for that. Um, uh, KP, thanks so much for writing in. I'm so glad that you... Um, yeah experience things uh like me with the clothes stuff good. i mean i i have tons of things around that still have my lab my name label you you said you don't have anything with your name label on it no really well no i mean so we I had guess. them obviously you know that's just uh practical and, and sensible to do that when you've got kids and pee kits and stuff yeah. but but yeah why why would i still have my pee kit from school well i guess why wouldn't you still it, fit i don't know wouldn't fit Mm, interesting wouldn't fit don't have any it, reason to like even if it wouldn't fit it? properly i don't know i think we just hang on to stuff it's very so funny bizarre. yeah there's maybe there's like a slight bit of the tradition uh wrapped up in it like people yeah. so we had color i've got coded. my uni hoodie for example okay, that, okay. You, like that means quite a lot to me and to i've had you. it you know yeah. 12, 12 years or and we had like color-coded sports kit for your boarding house people still hang on to that and wear that right um you know, I still get together with a bunch of people from school to do an old old boys cross country run every year. So, you know, you need to dust out the old kit for I that. I wonder how old uh, the oldest piece of kit is in that run. Oh, good, there's, like there's blokes years. there who are like, like 60 odd years old, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Do you do it with underpants? Uh, Please don't tell me you do it with underpants. No, 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 no. Well, it depends on what condition they're in. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sure that that's enough of that. But thank you, KP, and for everyone uh, for writing in. All the corrections, all the correspondence is brilliant. Indeed. Um, we are... We've been inundated with correspondence, oh, we should brilliant. say, this yeah, week. Yeah, so we will I'm sorry if you've sent an official piece of correspondence. We will we will come back oh, to yeah. it. No correspondence but left behind. Next episode, we have quite a special episode planned, don't Absolutely. we? Yeah. And we are going to sit and unpick um, Normal People by Sally Rooney. So for anybody who hasn't read it, we're giving you forewarning yeah, hurry up to, and read it. to get on it. Or watch the TV show. Or, or you know, shortcut and watch the television show. Yeah. But I would highly recommend what, reading the, the book The book is first. amazing. And we're mainly reviewing the book, I will say this. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much a review as a, as a discussion, isn't sure. it? But yeah, yeah. this gives us time to also watch the television programme, which I've been told to like 
pace myself on because it's so emotional. Well, I mean, the book wasn't an easy ride either. No, it wasn't. But yeah, so this is, as Heather says, forewarning to prep yourself. If any of you have read the books or seen the show, Mm. um, do please send us your thoughts in advance. We'd love to incorporate them into the discussion. We're obviously looking at the um, dating and class elements of it Mm. that particularly struck a chord with us. And there's loads to unpack on that aspect of it. Um, But yeah, that's going to be next week's big discussion. But until then, keep sending us your thoughts and your correspondence. Keep listening, sharing, following us. Um, If you want to send anything in, you can email us at... PoshThingsMyBoyfriendSays at gmail.com Or you can tweet us or Instagram DM us. At... At PoshThingsMy... (laughs) It's the same handle for the, for the different platforms, keeping it easy. So there we go. You've had a teaser for what's coming. So help fill, fill our um, virtual mailbox. With your thoughts. Stuff it. And we all... thoughts. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Let's say goodbye. Uh, and we will see you then. <laughs> Bye. Ta-ra. Mm.